This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Before the show, people were chanting, you know, you heard some Cena sucks. Let's go. See, so you started hearing the chant. He started instantly saying, like, rattling off. Again, I'm not going to give up all the tricks because it's not every day you get to talk to John Cena. Welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. What a wild week it has been. The landscape has shifted drastically across WWE. Lots to get to. Not a ton of time, of course, to help me navigate this week's madness. He is the turd Ferguson to my Alex Trebek. RIP Norm McDonald. We lost one of the all-time greats this week. Vic, welcome to ATB. Well, tip of the cap to you, Mr. Graves, and it is nice to be back here. I give you the keys back to your Ferrari, and we will have a trip today. I don't know if it will fit our guests, that being Odyssey Jones in the back seat, but we will do our best. Lots to get to, lots to talk to Odyssey Jones about, but Vic, let's start at the top, man. I am still buzzing. Monday Night Raw, Oof. Mr. Money in the Bank, Big E cashes in, new WWE champion, I just got goosebumps saying it again. I lived through it. I want to get your thoughts first before I give you mine. Well, look, you know, we talked um, months ago when we talked about who would be the next guy. And we both said Big E. It's it's Big E. And getting to know the man, the person, what it means to him, the passion, that is what I think will grab the attention of anyone is just the man who is Big E. And when he won the title and the crowd and then Kofi and then Woods and the story – it jumped. I jumped off my couch. You kind of knew it was going to happen because he had the whole tease. I'm cashing in tonight. So one way or another, he's a man of his word. But when he did, all the feels, all the goosebumps came through. And this is going to be an amazing ride with one of the guys that's up there in terms of respect level that I have in the WWE. 
without a doubt, one of the most beloved people in the WWE universe from all of the guys in the locker room to the crew. I challenge you to find a better human being. I've gushed on and on about Big E. If my producers would be so inclined, I'm sure they can find the clip of where I made the proclamation here in the infancy of After the Bell that Big E was going to be world champion sooner than later. But I'm going to take full credit for what I'm about to say, and you heard it here first from Corey Graves on After the Bell. This should be the opportunity for Big E's big singles breakout performance. Big E now has the seasoning. He's no doubt learned spending all this time with Kofi. He's definitely developed in the ring. I mean, if you can't see that, then I don't know what you're watching. Big E has got future WWE or Universal Champion written all over him. As entertaining as all three of the New Day members are in front of the camera, we haven't even scratched the tip of the iceberg with what Big E is capable of as a performer. It took a little longer than I predicted, but it happened. But for me, what stood out was the emotion. I've come onto this show every week for the past several months and gushed about Bobby Lashley and everything that the Almighty has done as WWE champion, and I've loved every second of it. I am praying for my own entertainment's sake that Bobby Lashley and Big E is not over with the new champion. But in that moment, I was sitting ringside, and it happened. And the referee counted three, and it was it was a tangible feeling. Seeing Woods and Kofi make a beeline from backstage to hit the ring and seeing the look on Big E's face. You and I both have been lucky enough to know Big E. Myself, since I joined FCW many moons ago, I was, I was asked to be, to be in the uh, 24 or Chronicle or whatever it was that they did for Big E for WWE Network. There are few people I hold in higher regard in, in life than I do Big E. A Big E is an unbelievable human being. And seeing the emotion on his face, I looked at Big E because I was about six feet away from him. And he was taking it all in. He sat on the apron and he was looking around. And they always tell you that the moments like that, you, if, you, if, if you blink, you miss them. And I hope for E's sake he was able to take in and absorb the energy from the TD Garden in Boston, the energy from everybody around the world that was celebrating his big moment. It was absolutely electric. It was such a cool moment. I, I, once the cameras were you know off or we were done broadcasting, I, I got to have a moment with E, got to hug him at ringside and just and celebrate with my friend for a moment. And then he was off on the, on the champions tour, running around and hugging everybody at ringside and, and really taking in the moment. And I, I just, to me on a personal level, take cynical, sarcastic Corey Graves on TV every week. What I do, what I enjoy doing, who I am at my core, strip all that away for a moment. I could not be any more proud of Big E, my friend, the man, the competitor has reached the top of the mountain and has had to outwork everybody along the way. I think it's an awesome new day for WWE, for Monday Night Raw, for the WWE Championship, pun heavily intended. You can't really, you know, top what you just said about, you know, that moment. I, I will share a story. Wade Barrett reached out to me and goes, man, there's no one more deserving because Wade remembers day one with Big E. And I think it, that tells a lot about a person is when people remember day one. You know, I, I've seen what you've had to do. I know what he had to go through. I know the behind the scenes stuff. I've had a lot of fun with him. I haven't had to see the downtimes for Big E, as I'm sure you did or Wade did in, in the come up. But during my time getting to know him, he never once never had a smile on his face. He never once had an excuse. 
he continued to bust his ass. And then even when he won money in the bank or won how many tag team titles or the Intercontinental Championship and had WrestleManias, my work isn't done. My work's not over. I haven't reached the top. And he is, in my belief, now that he's there, is going to say, my work still isn't over. It's oh, only it's just, just begun. Yes, and sir. that's that's the mentality that he has. Not the character, the, the, the man. The man. Th- yes. That's who he is. You, you always say, to the core. That's who he is at his core. What you see is is what you get. And the genuine smile, the genuine love. Uh, I go back to complaining. I am as guilty as anyone. Damn it, we got to get up at what time to catch a flight? Ah, oh, man. He never once has a negative thing to say. And that's the type of passion. That's the type of flag bearer. You think about the year and since the pandemic, dude, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Big E, all three guys that are very deserving to wave the flag, wave the banner, Roman Reigns as well of this company. And I can't wait to see what he does. All rivalries and matches aside, I can't wait to see how he takes this opportunity now and runs with it because I know he's going to make the most of it. No doubt. That's what excites me. I I trust in the same way. I was a fan of what Bobby Lashley did as the almighty WWE champion. I also trust big E to, to steer the ship of Monday night raw in the foreseeable future. And there's a draft coming up. So God only knows what everything's going to look like October 1st, uh, because as history has taught us, you know, changes. the unexpected. Yeah. No doubt about that. I want to throw something because we always use the word legitimize. And for Bobby Lashley legitimizing the WWE championship, I I don't think people, and maybe I'm cutting some people short, this is a huge win for Big E because that adds another layer to the character that he just took out the almighty one. He just took out the ass kicker. And it but, helps but let's him not too. gloss over the fact, Vic, do, doing my actual professional job oh, at here this we particular go. juncture, Bobby Lashley had just destroyed Randy Orton. And Riddle. And I'm pretty sure Randy Orton again, and maybe Riddle a second time. Lashley was hell-bent on destroying everything at ringside, including his own knee. Open the door for Big E. That's why I'm hoping and praying that Bobby gets that knee fixed and, uh, you know, we get to see Big E and Bobby a few more times. Big, meaty men slapping meat, as You've Big been e likes waiting to, say. to get that in. Hey, listen, I, I can do a little homage to my friend this week and this week only. After that, it's okay. back to, you know, dodging 200-pound <laughs> ring jackets, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, imagine if he throws the title at you. Oh, the, yeah, that's a great oh. idea, Vic. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. All right. That'd be awesome. Maybe, maybe I'll borrow Seamus' mask. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. So I was so excited to talk about Big E and the WWE Championship and everything that went down Monday. 
it was lost on me that I am broadcasting ATB for the very first time ever from the Graves bunker in my basement. Those of oh, you yeah. with the, uh, the luxury of seeing this on YouTube or whatever social media, forgive me. It's a work in progress. I got my trusty leather couch. That's really all I need. That, that, that's a, that's a cement wall. Uh, my studio What's to your right. That, that's a, that's a, I don't even know what that is. It's some sort of table or hutch. Okay. It's not my piece of property, but it fit nicely. It tied the room together. I've got a great rug. Um, that was a big Lebowski joke. Went right over your head. I, this is why we're not friends anymore. <laughs> so, so I, I'm excited. The, the move is. I'm laughing in the background. Graves, the, just the FYI. All right, thank you. The move. The move has been successful. It was stressful. I I slept last night for the first time in basically two weeks. Uh, so I feel great, and and the studio will continue to evolve and grow over the next few weeks. I'm actually pretty proud. I set this all up by myself. Didn't even have to hire a professional. Well, did you have professionals help you anywhere else in the house? Because I know yeah, you probably didn't do anything by guy. I figured as much. Dude. I, I'm not anywhere close to handy. But, uh, uh, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a busy week in real life amidst all of the madness that has happened on screen. Uh, and the madness actually began Friday night in the other garden that WWE rocked in the past week. The world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, kicking things off in the biggest way possible. The head of the table, Roman Reigns, the bloodline, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, who looks like he just butchered Babe the Big Blue Ox. I love, <laughs> I love real life lumberjack Brock Lesnar. And then, oh, by the You're way, on fire today, by the way. Just on <laughs> I, fire. I slept. I slept. I'm telling you, it's amazing what Corey Graves' brain is capable of when well rested. It's a rare occurrence, but I'm feeling good. I'm I'm fired <laughs> up. I'm in a good mood. I, I'm well caffeinated. Uh Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, we get the showdown. And what stood out, I can't wait for that clash, which will inevitably happen. I'm curious to see where the Heyman allegiance lies. It's very, very intriguing, very interesting situation. Either way, Brock Lesnar is going to beat the hell out of somebody. Uh, but also, how about the reemergence at the end of the night that we have not seen in a long, long time? The demon's back, Vic. The demon of Finn Balor, who I didn't get to experience in the time of calling NXT while he was there. So I haven't seen the demon in, in quite some time. But man, you talk about jumping off the screen. Everyone you just mentioned jumped off the screen on Friday night in that arena, in that realm. It made for a perfect situation. And I just want to talk about the garden for a second, too. How is a special place, man? It never gets old going to the garden. Doesn't matter who's showing up. It never gets old going to the garden. But when you have Roman Reigns, the bloodline, Heyman, Brock, the demon reemerges with, and on television, with the red circle smoke clouds coming up from the top. Yeah, yeah. The AR, like, man. The augmented reality was extra. Damn, that was awesome. Yeah, no doubt about that. Coming out of a a different dimension, it looked really, really unbelievable. I, I agree with you, though, about MSG. There are a handful of buildings to me that is probably just inherent at being a fan. You just remember so many important moments growing up. Uh, what was once the Rosemont Horizon, now the Allstate Arena. Love going there. It's got a vibe to it. MSG. I would throw TD Garden in Boston there. Really? Uh, think of th- yeah, just think of some of the, the cool historic moments. Uh, Austin beating Shawn Michaels for yeah. the WWE title. Happened in the Boston Garden. There's something just inherent about that arena and there are, there are more that I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but Chicago, New York, Boston always stand out to me as like, hmm, we have to bring it tonight because these cities know. These cities care. These are the most passionate 
clusters of fans that we have and they always show up and they show out. Boston was on fire on Monday night. It was a blast. And, and I know it sounds cliche and everybody that's ever done an interview that's been in a ring or on the show will tell you when the crowds fired up, it makes everything better. I think Monday night was living proof, man, from 8 p.m. Eastern until about 1120 when Big E finally left ringside. That place was rocking. And it's been a while since that sort of energy has has been tangible throughout the night. And I, I just so hats off to you, Boston, and Friday night in New York City. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. I, I love those places, man. I, I want to go back to what you just said about those places. When when you started uh, traveling, so to speak, did you have like a little checklist of arenas you wanted to perform in? Because the Garden was always on mine. Staples Center was always on mine. And um, the O2 in London was always on mine. Later on, I got to do Royal Albert Hall, which okay. was really cool in, in itself. And back on the Indies, it was the 2300 Arena. Right? W- were there was there a little like check boxes for you? Because Garden was, was definitely my number one. Yeah, there there was nothing that really stood out to me that was uh, especially important. I was thrilled the first time I got to compete in the ECW arena, Vic, not the 2300. That's what it's called. Yeah, now. Just, but let's be honest. That's why it was important. It was a corner of Swanson and Rittner always had a little bit of magic to it. I got to do Currican Hall in Japan. I, I wrestled Ooh, in Currican Hall, which was a kind of a cool one, but I'm, I'm not much of a, a checklist kind of guy. I, I just, I try to go with the flow every once in a while. I'll get caught and say, Oh man, like the first time I walked in the garden, you look up and you see the roof of the arena. It's sort of, it's, it's just, you can feel it. It feels different, but uh, I, I never had a, a checklist, but I will say now on my checklist of places to visit the new home of NXT 2.0 Vic, the world got eyes on the rebirth of the NXT brand this Tuesday night on USA. You were there, you were there ringside from start to finish. What are you feeling? First off, we've, we've talked about, uh, Jason Robinson in the past hats off to the entire crew, the wizard who designs all of the amazing sets for WWE, a brilliant, brilliant genius of a man. I don't, I really don't think anyone can ever properly describe what the, what his crew can do and what they have done because this place was gutted. Everything was taken out, every seat, every piece of tape, every piece of wire, and they rebuilt the whole damn thing to what you saw Tuesday. And when I walked in and looked up, not only at the screen, at the way people were now sitting, to where cameras were being positioned, to it just having a whole new vibe, man, a whole new fresh feel to it. It was, I I can't properly describe it because it won't do it justice to those that have been in from the original Performance Center to the Thunderdome, to the Capital Wrestling Center, to what it is now. Hats off to everybody on that side of things for the WWE. Always, always, always got to respect our crew. One of the hardest working crews in entertainment, maybe the hardest working crew. So always respect and thank you to them. But Vic, I'm an NXT OG, right? Not the very first iteration of NXT, but the NXT we knew up until Monday night. That was my milieu. That was my class. That was my crew, the, the Rollins and, and that, that, that whole generation of guys. I know I... You know, the, the guys that are the, the mega stars on Raw and SmackDown now all began at the same point, FCW into the infancy of NXT. And I would be lying if I didn't say I had a little trepidation. I sat down on my couch and I thought, man, NXT is so important 
to those of us who have competed there and built it into what it is today from the day one guys to your Tommaso Champas, everyone who has bled sweat and cried for NXT. There was a little bit of discomfort, a little unsure vibe that has kind of permeated everybody, including some of the fans. You read the internet. What does this mean? It looks different it's right. from black and gold to every color in the rainbow. What is this going to be? And I had to watch for myself because I too, admittedly, was a little bit unsure about what it was going to be. Is it drastically different? Absolutely. If you watched NXT two weeks ago and you watched NXT 2.0 this week, you would never know it was the same show. However, I am going to say this. I am excited. I loved it. And I'm going to tell you why. Not because of the things that has carried NXT incredible in-ring matches. What I took away Tuesday night was NXT and the overall vibe was more similar to what we created in the early days of Full Sail than what has happened over the past several years. And, and, and I mean this in a good way. What made NXT special to begin with was this sort of exclusive club where if you were the hardcore fans, of course everyone watched SmackDown and everyone watched uh, Raw. But did you know about NXT? For a long time, NXT was hard to find. You had to have WWE Network. If you didn't have WWE Network, you couldn't watch it, or you could maybe watch it on Hulu 12 weeks after it aired the first time. You had to do work to find it. Now it's readily available. Now it's, mm -hmm. it's on USA Network for the world to see and enjoy. But it was the presentation in that there was a ton of unknown. It felt raw. Not like Monday Night Raw. I mean raw as in, who are these guys? I've never seen this guy before. When Braun Breaker came out, I knew of him because I work in the company. I knew he existed. I knew he worked for NXT. Sure. But I never saw him. So when the night kicks off and Braun Breaker comes out and beats the holy hell out of LA Knight, <laughs> it was like, okay, just so everybody watching knows, this ain't your NXT. It was a message. And I'm cool with it. I, I got it loud and clear because it's back to, back to basics. It's, it's lit differently. It's a little flashier. It's definitely not as dark and, and gritty as NXT had grown and evolved to be. But to me, it's back to, hmm, I'm going to watch NXT because I've never heard of these people. I want to watch NXT because I haven't seen that guy in years. I've never seen that guy before. But it creates interest. And it, I got the vibe that there are a lot of people trying to find their way and find out who they are so that in the future, they will be the ones that we talk about, like a Seth Rollins, like, like you know, Big E, like that whole class, Woods, and everybody that came up in that first generation. It was because we all had to find our way. Nobody gave you a, a piece of paper and said, hey, this is what you do. This is how you act. We want you to do this, this, that. It was freedom and fear of failure and all of these different issues that combined in a perfect storm to make NXT what it was. And I'll always remember NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, just that reaction because it was, holy cow, we sold out Barclays Center. We, the little engine that could and shouldn't, but NXT took over Barclays Center. And that's when it got real. And I got the vibe, and granted, it's one week, I'm not putting the cart before the horse, but I very, very much felt a similar excitement that I felt in the early days of NXT because it was, hey, we're going to try this. 
maybe it's going to work. Maybe it's going to be awesome. Maybe one week you're going to see Leo Kruger, and the next week he's going to be Adam Rose, and we don't know. But it's very, very raw, and that to me is exciting where you're actually almost getting a glimpse of how the donuts are made. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I do, I, yeah. I very much got a vibe, and I, and I, I said to, to Mella last night as we were watching on TV, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we never see some of these people again. But I mean that in a good way because it, it gave me this, and I hate to say American Idol or America's Got Talent vibe, but it was, all right, kid, here's your chance. Lights are on. Go do your thing. And even, even to the vets that had been there, and I don't mean this to disparage you. I'm not suggesting anybody go away. I'm just saying it was really, really refreshing to me. And, and everybody from top to bottom, it was almost like, hey, we shook things up. Now, where is your piece going to fall? Are you going to be part of the puzzle or are you going to be kicked to the side? It, it just, it felt very significant. It was a night that I won't forget being able to be part of it. There's very few times you and I as commentators get to be a part of something from a day one. I don't know if that's the right terminology for it, but from the, from the beginning. And you're right. Sink or swim. Isn't that what they say? Yep. You're either, you either can do it or you can't. And um, you mentioned right off Rip with Breaker. How impressive was that guy? Holding up man. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight's not a small individual. No, I just no, want to throw L.A. That Knight's out a there. pretty big, big, solid man. Yep. And the military press to grab him, to slam him. I mean, it was that was great. Um, you, you see other guys, um, Jensen and Briggs. You see Wagner in the main event get put into these spots. And this is the other thing that I want to throw out there. A lot of the talent that you saw yesterday, dude, that was the first time they had worked a match in front of a crowd. You got to remember the pandemic era. And and I'm not saying that to say, oh, well, he's being a homer. I don't think people understand the magnitude of what some of the individuals, men and women, did last night. That's definitely something I want to ask Odyssey Jones about because that is a totally different atmosphere coming from particularly some of these guys, to your point, we've never seen on NXT TV. You know, I may know of them or heck, some of the guys that showed up, I'd never even heard of. But I liked it because it was just very much oh man, there's a buzz about it and, and let's see what this is about. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, there are segments of the internet that hated it and had a problem with it. Uh, but looking at it from my perspective, as a fan, it was refreshing. It was just so different. It's not what we knew and loved. And I'm not going to say I'm in love with it. Like I think, oh, this is the best thing of all time. But in its infancy, after one week, it gave me this vibe that I haven't felt in a long time where I think the future is very, very bright. And I think the future is going to arrive a hell of a lot sooner than anybody expected. Well, there's nothing wrong with throwing a quote unquote fresh coat of paint yeah. on, on something because sometimes you have to hit the restart in, in anything. Uh, think about professional teams. Rebuilding. <laughs> Rebuilding. Sometimes you got to take two steps back to make 10 steps forward. And you're right. You're talking about the future coming quicker breaker is going to be a household name, man. I, I that dude, and I, I, I don't mean to keep hitting on one person, but jumping off the screen, we talked about earlier about yep. Finn Balor and Brock and Roman. I'm not putting him in that category, but last night he jumped off the screen through the screen and smacked you in the mouth and then smiled at you. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, again, I knew of him. I knew he existed. I knew he was employed and under contract, but uh, to actually see him do what he did was 
incredibly impressive. And, and I honestly, I really, really enjoyed NXT last night for very different reasons. It wasn't because, oh man, these two had a banger of a match. That's cool. But this is what NXT, to me, what made NXT special to begin with was that sort of experimentation, the unfamiliar vibe of a lot of the stuff. Plus you had stars you knew. I don't know. I just, I think it was really, really well done. I'm really excited for what it's going to be. And I have a feeling here's, here's a prediction that, you know, I have Uh-oh. a bad habit of making true. Here we go. I have a feeling that within the next four to six weeks, someone, maybe it is Braun Breaker, but someone in NXT is going to catch fire for the, for the wider audience. Not just, Oh, this guy is great on NXT. There's going to be a diamond in the rough, so to speak. that's going to get their chance. And all of a sudden, the whole world's going to go, oh, my God, how long has he worked here? Or why didn't we know she could do that? Where'd that Something's guy come going, from? Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you. It happens. I, I very much, I got that feeling from Braun Breaker. I guarantee you, within the next four to six weeks, the world or the internet, that, that hardcore community of wrestling fans are going to find somebody that they go, this is the dude, or this is the girl, or this is money waiting to be made. The interesting thing, you have a very interesting take on the whole uh, perceived notion of NXT OG, NXT 2.0 that I think is is refreshing to me to hear it coming from you after all the miles we've traveled together. To hear your take on it kind of makes me look at it a, a little bit differently too because I think the, the fun thing now for NXT 2.0, for a fan, for the WWE universe, for the NXT universe, for the audience – is what's unique to me about maybe NXT's new vibe. You can gravitate to one of these guys could be the Creed brothers. That's your guy that you can ride and die with. Now you can follow their path through NXT 2.0 to wherever they may go. And you can sink your teeth, drop your anchor into that's my person. That's the person I'm going with cheer boo. And I think you may have explained my mentality and the vibe I got better than I did because that's exactly it. It's almost that underground rock and roll vibe where you have a band that you saw open for a band you like or you saw some band or heard them on the radio and they're your band that you keep in your back pocket. And you might tell your friends about them, but you're like, oh, yeah, I, I love those guys forever. I saw, I saw Stained in front of 40 people at some a club that doesn't exist in Pittsburgh anymore. And then three years later, they're the biggest – band and rock and roll it was that sort of vibe i've been there since day one man this is for shirt this is for shirt like and that's what nxt was to begin with every fan of nxt looked at it and went this is mine this is my my show this is what i have i have an effect on this i can make that guy a star we can make that person a star it gave ownership back to the audience and i feel very much that that you put it perfectly I think that's the vibe that attracted me. It was, this isn't the machine just pumping things out for you anymore. This is, hey, here's what we got. Let's see what we make. You either like it or you don't. And if you don't, you'll let us know. We got the ingredients (laughs) here. What happens with them, we don't know. Is it going to turn out to be a beautiful, wonderful cake or is it going to be a mess? We don't know. But that to me is what attracted me last night for sure. And I I think that's the vibe. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. 
Wind for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Well, Vic, I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot about NXT 2.0 in the weeks and months to come. But enough from you and I. We have pontificated long enough. It is time to add another point of view to the conversation. And this is a big point of view, a massive point of view, a six foot seven, 400 plus pound point of view. You may know him from NXT. You may know him from 205 Live. But trust me, one day you will know this man's name. Please welcome to After the Bell, Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones, welcome to After the Bell. Vic and I just finished breaking it down. The whole world still basking in the afterglow of NXT 2.0. You were there. What is your initial reaction? Oh, 2.0 was dope. It was, uh, first, first thing I noticed was the setup. It was just so much more open because the old NXT kind of felt gloomy, kind of like a, a layer almost. It did. It had, a, it had an underground <laughs> feel to it. Yeah. It, it yeah. looked like Lou's Tavern in Fight Club. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And in NXT's defense, it was, um, like, you can't forget, it was kind of makeshift. Like, COVID happened, and they were originally at full sale, and starting to travel more, and they came here. So it was kind of makeshift, and they, they did a great job of what they did, what they could work with the CWC and everything. But the new one is, it's dope. It's it's colorful. It's it's bright. It's upbeat, which is, you know, that's speaking my language. So it, it was cool. It was cool to kind of see that. And the card was dope. You know, uh, it was it was fun. It was fun yesterday. Really fun. I was happy I was there. Not only were you there, you're part of a a wedding that went off without a hitch. That never happens. Went off yes. without a hitch <laughs> yes. yesterday. It was uh, shocking, to say the least. And it, it, being there, I still was waiting for something to happen. You know, something always happens. But it went good. I'm happy for him. Indian Dex, I'm happy for him. That was fun. <laughs> That was a fun time. The, ba- <laughs> the bachelor party was fun too. We got to actually like do it, like race, really going at it without it, without tag. incriminating yourself. What was the best part of the bachelor party? Uh, drinking the strawberry daiquiri at Deezerland. <laughs> Fantastic. Honestly, yes. I gotta ask. I- I'm gonna preface this interview with saying, I- you and I have we've bumped into each other a handful of times at TV recently. I still have so many questions to ask. So I'm going to take it back to the beginning. Odyssey Jones, prior to NXT, WWE, you were quite the standout athlete in college. Tell me a little bit about that. I was, I was, I did my thing. Um, Humble too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From Long Island, you know, did the high school stuff. Went to Cuse, was at Syracuse for five years, which was a very uh, interesting five years. College is always interesting, but, College with football and new coaches is even more interesting because it was just a lot of turnover, a lot of characters, a lot of people you interact with, new people coming, going, friends coming, leaving. So it was a very interesting time and a very, uh, I'll stick with interesting. It was an interesting time. Uh, if you're talking about these interesting <laughs> times, you mentioned, you mentioned the turnover. There's constantly new faces. Change is one of the only constants in any professional sport, including WWE. Did that help prepare you for your journey here in NXT? I didn't really think about it like that, but for sure. Um, new um, concepts and ideologies. I had three, in my five years there, I had three head coaches, four offensive coordinators, and five O-line coaches. So every year, it was something new, a new playbook, a new step to learn. And I kind of stayed ahead of the curve and was kind of always towards the top of the depth chart. 
So I guess um, adaptability is a thing. And, you know, we talked earlier about you never know what's going to happen until it's actually happening. So I guess that's another feel, too. You know, you just go with the flow and, and enjoy it while you can. You know, during your senior year, I believe you suffered some sort of injury, lower body injury. I think it was to uh, not sure if it was your right or your left leg. Did that set you back? Did you have questions in your mind? Did you thought you were going pro? I mean, what was your mindset going during your senior year? Uh, yeah, um, it was a dark place. I, I broke my, I had a hairline fracture in my fibula and I broke my, um, a hairline fracture in my fibula. I broke my, I tore my ligaments in like my ankle or Damn. something. I didn't really get all the details. The first thing I asked him, am I going to go off, uh, am I going to set off airports? When I go to the airport, am I going to set off metal detectors <laughs> and stuff? Because it, it's always a process anyway. I get sweaty and stuff. So it, it, I always get that down. <laughs> I hate to walk through. And every single time, because some metal on my ankle or something. But um, yeah, uh, it was kind of a fluke accident. But uh, it was, uh, looking back at it, it was nice because it brought, it brought me here. Uh, I When it happened, obviously I was upset because it was early in the season. I thought I was going to be good or have a good season. I thought I, you know, I would have helped the team a lot being there. But sometimes, you know, you got a plan and life has a different plan. And I realized real quick that uh, my plan and life, my plan for me and life's plan for me was not aligning. So, you know, that happened and I just first was upset and was in a dark place. But, you know, got to keep going. I mean, you can't stop, right? That's, that's right. I mean, mentality. that's a great mentality to have. Yeah. Oh, Graves took it right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're on the same page most of the time. So let me ask you this. So your football dreams uh, come come to a halt. Uh, what led you down the path that would eventually bring you to WWE? Mm, I say my, my guardian angel, Joe, Joe Saladino. I don't know if he's listening. If he is, shout out to him. Um, I was doing so after I was, I broke my leg, got healthy, did pro day and everything. Couldn't really do it. I said I'd get some more film, did semi-pro. Went to my semi-pro team with a few of the guys I grew up with, which was amazing. Um, we won, dominated, won the championship. Uh, and then I was just training, working overnight security and just doing lifting all day. So I would do like, uh, you know, eight to like two or something like that. Eight to, eight to like four at overnight, wake up go overnight, work overnight, go straight to the gym, work out, like do some cardio, sleep, wake up, eat, go to the gym, go back to work. So I was doing that for like four or five months. And this guy comes up to me, he's like, yeah, I always see you in here. I didn't, I didn't pay attention because, you know, you walk in the gym, I, I have sort of time with I have an hour, two hours to get everything I need to get in. So I'm rocking and rolling. Uh, comes up to me one day, he's like, yeah, you ever thought about the WWE? And it's crazy because literally the night before I was looking up, um, places to, to train, to wrestle. And I'm like, yeah, I need to leave, fresh start. You know, I'm back at home, which was awful. You go from five <laughs> years, <laughs> you five years not at home, and then back at home, I was like, nah, I can't be here. And my parents are cool. They give me my space, but it's just, it wasn't for me. So right. As, as a grown-ass man, it gets tricky to, right. to, yeah, to swallow that pill again. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he came up to me, he get, he said, um, yeah, I can get you a, a tryout. I'm like, oh, like, I think it's just some guy you know, blowing smoke up my ass randomly, just talking. And then, um, lo and behold, he does. He he uh, he was friends with Mark Henry, who did uh, okay. crazy. This is like so you can't make this up. Mark Henry, he does every year. Joe does a symposium, a jujitsu symposium in New Jersey, and for some reason, Mark Henry went. 
one okay. year. I don't know what Mark Henry knows about jujitsu, but Mark Henry was there. And he talked, they kicked it off or whatever and exchanged contacts. And next thing you know, he's sending him pictures of me and him in the gym to Mark Henry. And then next thing you know, I get, uh, you know, Paul Fair and, Can- and Canyon contacted me for a tryout. And, you know, the rest is history. We're here. What is it about this business that you that attracts you, that was uh, appealing to you in the first place? I, I feel it's the one, well, the one thing I think that I think is kind of unique to us all and uh, consistent with it all. I feel freedom. Uh, you know, I come in here, I do what I want to do. And that makes me the best me I could be. I know I have my role and my niche in the story and with everyone else. And I think that's the beauty of it is seeing how Odyssey Jones interacts with everybody else. But I know that by me just being unorganically or as close and comfortably and, you know, uh, accept like not acceptably, but it's like authentic. You, know, not, is, you, you get well, to be your yeah, authentic self. Yeah. In front of the camera, that would be best. So that's what I try to do. Like, I just have fun, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I feel sometimes like I'm not supposed to be here, but I am. So I'm going to rock with it and enjoy it and, you know, get my all with it every day and ride it till the wheels fall off and see what happens. Never know. House money, man. I love that. People just gravitate to you, though, Odyssey. It's 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 amazing to see the, the crowd, even in the, the old Capitol Wrestling Center, I, I, they just gravitate to you. You know, what does it mean when you walk through those curtains and you hear that roar? I mean, it feels great, but I'll tell you the truth with the CDC, with the CWC and NXT, I cheated, man. I was doing security for a year. So it's all the same people at the show. So I'm sitting here talking to them. <laughs> so you're you know, glad handed. So you work the system. <laughs> Come on, you know, so, and like I've, I've been here for a while. And like, like some of these people, like, you know, you see them out. Like I've, I've drank with them and gotten food with them. So like it's different because I've just talked to them. Like like I was out the longest tenure. I was doing security two weeks before I had my first dark match. Like I'm the longest tenured security person <laughs> you're not the first though man that, that goes all the way back to the fcw days that predate nxt because it was the the hardest pill to swallow you got you come from the independence and you have some sort of name or you you think you have cachet and they're like no no you're gonna be an usher you're gonna make sure everybody knows where yeah. they sit and you go but i just had a great match last week doesn't matter but you'd be surprised how many people say like i'm not doing security i'm like it's not that bad bro that's it man you gotta learn to swallow your pride if yeah. you're not willing to make a complete fool of yourself on global television, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing, too. Yeah, if you if you can't bite the bullet and, and work security for a night, you're going to have a long, uh, long, tough road ahead of you. But oh, yeah. so I, wanted, I, I wanted to talk about the, the juxtaposition of going from being a security guard and then working in front of a handful of people at the CWC to where I met you doing dark matches before Raw and SmackDown. Now, by your own yeah. admittance, you're brand new to this game. You've, yeah. you know, you've had a, a little experience, but you went from a relative unknown, with the exception of our few, you know, hardcore fans who know everything about what's coming up next, and they study yeah. and they they keep a, a tab on that. Now you're in an arena full of people waiting to see Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley and John Cena, and you have the task of starting the night. You're going out there in front of an arena full of fifteen thousand people who, for the most part, don't know who you are. What's going through Odyssey Jones' mind in that instance? Whew, a lot, a lot more than I can say. But the first thing I'll say, um, in my mind, when it comes to, you know, the amount of people and like, I guess this kind of goes back to football. It doesn't matter. Once the camera's there, in my eyes, if it's being recorded or even if you're just doing it, it's the equivalent to a billion people seeing it or 
no one seeing it or Vince seeing it or you know what I mean. So once it's recorded, it's the world. It's the world sees it. So you might as well go out there and do your best that you can at the time. Um, starting the show is uh, it's easy. I get everybody fresh and they're like super excited to cheer and I come out and I'm super excited to be there. You know, like. I, I want to go rush to the back and watch Randy Orton and everyone else too. So I go out there and do my thing, you know, and then go enjoy the show and stuff. But it's it's nice coming out uh, early, um, you know, starting the show. It's kind of like uh, kind of uh, like getting things warmed up, getting things prepped and and primed to to go, which is a, a good time. I enjoy it. Well, you, you've done a great job. You, every time I've seen you a handful of times, you, you've got the crowd wound up, and that's the job. The, the dark match that, that happens to anybody listening who doesn't know what a dark match is, it happens prior to us coming on the air live with Raw or SmackDown. It's for the live crowd only, basically for the very reason we just explained, to get everybody warmed up, everybody ready to play, ready for the game. What's the difference uh, in your experience between the dark match role in front of a big arena versus what you've experienced in the past with 205 Live or NXT or anything else you've done to this point? The dark match is so much more energy. Um, even compared to the breakout tournament, which was amazing and, and exciting to just kind of go and represent the best NXT has and to really compete, you know, on a national stage, the dark matches have a kind of uh, weird kind of, um, I guess, intimacy to it. Like you said, it's not really seen so we kind of play with things and uh, it's a small, it's a large, small amount, which is weird to say, but it's uh, captive. It, it stays in house basically. I, I, I yeah. Guess. Yeah. And it's very, um, it's very exciting. You know, it's, um, it, it's exciting to think, you know, that the guys in the back and the ladies in the back are watching this and kind of have something to say positive or negative um, just to have the opportunity to be out there. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, you know, again, I, <laughs> I should I shouldn't even be here, but I am. So so it's it's a good time and it's 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 enjoyable. And I'm just keep rocking, keep rocking with it. Has there been anybody backstage while you've made these appearances uh, before Raw and SmackDown who've sort of helped you or, or given you any very valuable advice? Uh, yeah, a, a few people. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunate. A lot of my dark matches was with, with Austin Theory, and he's. He's a he's a prodigy. The kid is he's the truth, man. He's he's awesome. Yeah, and sure. um, you know, working with him was definitely a good. For, I mean, for me because I haven't even been here. You know, I haven't been working for three years yet. So for me, that's a lot. And then to go to the back and the feedback's different because you know, there's not a lot of people on the roster right now my size or working right. kind of my my way. So the feedback's a bit different. But to kind of hear the mindset. Uh, Psychology-wise, from people like uh, I was fortunate to be in there with John Cena and Edge and even Seth, just to hear kind of some of the things they say is uh, it's huge. Even from psychology in the match, but you know, you talked about being dark match early. Um, I remember being in the back in Gorilla with John Cena prior to him his first promo back. I was actually the dark match before, which is oh, okay insane itself because you know. I, I asked him what you know what's he thinking and he instantly looked at the screen and like jotted off so much stuff like some of it you know some of it went over my head and maybe I'll get tall enough to catch it one day some of it you know got in and I it seeped in but one of the things that kind of seeped in was he was talking about hearing the crowd um chant and um before the show people were chanting you know you heard some Cena sucks let's go see so you started hearing the chant and he started instantly saying like rattling off Again, I'm not going to give up all the tricks because it's not every day you get to talk to John Cena. But sorry, battle, boop, 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 boop. And then 
you know, looked at the screen, instantly popped up and soared, you know, people that I, I didn't see. And like, I figured my eyes would be younger and fresher than his, but I don't have the eyes that he has for what we're doing. So he just instantly, boom, boom, boom. Look at these kids here. Look at this guy with the belt there. He's wearing my gear. So I know he's going to do it. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is insane. When you think you have a grasp on it, Cena shows up and just blows your mind. Yeah, hey, I, I just <laughs> started working all the, time. the hard cam, dog. I just started working the hard <laughs> cam. Like, I'm, I'm just getting there, and he's telling me stuff that's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but, you know, that stuff's you can't put a price on that, though. No. Even the guys, and you just can't, you can't put a price on it. No. And you talk about you being here in, in NXT. Who outside of John Cena has reached out and given you something valuable that you can really sink your teeth into? It's it's a lot of people because, you know, when you walk around, everyone's always giving you this and that here and there. And certain things kind of um, resonate more than others. Uh, but um, I, I kind of got tidbits from people just with um, more towards the movement. Uh, I start to realize that I'm starting to look at things differently. Sometimes we just move and do too much. And sometimes we kind of just need to slow down and um, feel the moment and kind of let it happen. And um, I'm starting to kind of get to that mindset. And it's not being lazy because, you know, if I go in the ring, you let me warm up and get my body going. I can rock and roll for like five minutes. But like, <laughs> I can go through a bit. He's, got, like, he's got a hot five in him. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just certain things um, we get kind of caught up in doing a lot. And, we you know, we could do a lot and like, if we go to the PC, I have fun and I do stuff off the ropes and spins and dumb stuff that I'll probably never do. But like we kind of kind of just go too hard. And I feel like at times we need to work more towards, like I said, the moment. And that's kind of what I'm starting to feel and hear more from people. You know, why would you do this? It's like, well, I just wanted to get this moving because I thought it looked cool for the most. Like you didn't have to do that. Don't do that, kid. It's like, OK. I'll, I'll readjust how I approach it next time. Grab a hold. Yeah, I'm smiling yeah. <laughs> as I listen to this. Yeah. yeah. Sitting there for 40 seconds. It's 40 reminiscent. Seconds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're learning the same things everybody goes through, but it sounds simple, but it takes time to apply. You have to actually, it's one thing to go, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then actually executing it, totally different situation. But listening to your story and your, your background, uh, it draws a few parallels. I don't want to draw comparisons, but parallels uh, to a man that we talked about to kick off the show, the new WWE champion, Big E. Big E, college football career, had to change paths at the last minute. His powerlifting, et cetera, led him to WWE. John Cena had a, a hand in shaping and, and teaching Big E as well. Uh, what, what went through your mind when you saw Big E cashing the money in the bank on Monday night? I uh, I was excited. I wanted New Day to get back together. I, I, hate, I hate to say it. But I really wanted somehow to get, you know, if it was them coming to SmackDown or him going over. But I'm I'm hyped, I'm hyped for him. Um, I got to meet the dude and talk to him. He's He's been great. He's one of the people, I again, I talk to about um, movement-wise and uh, what I'm working from, from a baby standpoint. Small little, you know, I haven't had an hour sit down with him, but small little... Snippets here and there. So um, I'm excited for the champ. I'm excited to see what he does with it. You know, it's to, to me, it's a long time coming, but you know, everyone, everyone's the best booker in the world in their own head, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him have the title. I'm excited to see what they do over there. Uh, Bobby kind of ba bounces back. It's, it's, you know, I still enjoy watching it every week. So 
I'm, I'm just going to basically wait and see what happens, man. Hey, man, hang on to that vibe as long as you possibly can because everyone will tell you, as much as we all love this, we all love this so much we've dedicated our lives to it, it's very easy to lose the fan in you. And, yeah. and that's something that you have right now. I can see you glowing on my on my computer screen right now just talking about Big <laughs> E and John Cena, and you can feel the excitement emanating from you. To the best of your ability, man, hang on to that because that is an invaluable quality that it, 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 too many people let slip through their fingers. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, living in the moment, man. I, I said it again. This is probably like my third time saying it. Bro, I shouldn't be here, but I am. So I'm just going to rock the wave and um, see what happens. I, I feel like that's how everyone's mindset should be, but – Life treats everyone different. So, you know. We've all had a, uh, I think, a unique learning experience here, just getting to talk to you, getting to know you a, a little bit. I've gotten to at least be around you a, a few times. Graves already admitted they didn't know much about you, but we've learned so much. One thing I want everybody to know. Now, I'm allergic to working out. I got breakout <laughs> hives I walk into the gym. You have an 800-pound deadlift record at the Performance Center? Yeah. Oh, don't don't things. say, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's all like, that old thing. Yeah. I get a little, I get a little lifting. Like, I haven't lifted 800 pounds total in my life. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> to keep going. I wanted to try to do 1,000. What? Sean Hayes. Get Hayes the hell like, out of here I mean, with 1,000 pounds. Hey, one time for the one time, how many people can just say, yeah, I pick up half a ton? Like, Hey, Dude, I say go for it. Don't listen to Vic. Don't listen to the doubters and the a haters. Honestly, yeah. Jones, I believe in you. Thanks. And I'll tell you what, if, if the day if the day ever occurs where you even attempt a thousand pounds, yeah. uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, you can have Vic Joseph's seat here on After the Bell. <laughs> Why? He gives away hey, my seat every week, man. Because look, look <laughs> Odyssey's going to grab me and lawn dart my ass. Across the gym the next time he sees me. Also, also will result in Odyssey taking your seat, Vic. So either way, oh, I win. Bless. I love it. Yeah. Odyssey, before I let you go, man, what does the WWE universe need to be on the lookout for as pertains to Odyssey Jones? Woo! Like you said before, this energy, it doesn't stop. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to take y'all on, on the journey with me. You know, the beauty of what I have is I am born and raised in the WWE. I am WWE through and through. This is all I know. This is all I want to be. This is all I want to do. So uh, I'm excited to take everybody along with this journey that I'm experiencing for the first time. You're experiencing for the first time. And it's going to be dope. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. And let's see where it takes us. I can't wait to find out what the destination is, man. We're Thank you for bringing us along the ride. Thanks for uh, calling in and hanging out with ATB this morning. Hey, appreciate you guys having me, man. I appreciate it a lot. It's dope. Good talk to you. I'm definitely gonna. Uh, I'll probably see you. I'll, I'll probably see you this, this week. To be honest, I, all right. Find somewhere. Right on, man. Appreciate it. You're always welcome here on ATB. Thank you, thank you, fellas. Have a good morning, man. Have a good day. Vic, I'm not gonna lie. I mean it when I say I expect big, big things from Odyssey Jones in the future. Well, I've learned not to argue with you, so I'll just leave it at that. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we call growth. I'm very proud of you, Vic. <laughs> well, you said nice things to me today. So obviously when you get some sleep, you're a much more happier individual. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're not going to get any argument from me. So I'll try to make sure I'm well-rested. There's bound to be a lot to talk about next week here on After the Bell. But until we get there, follow us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find him at Vic Joseph WWE. Listen for free. 
That is $0 and 0 cents free on Spotify. Just search after the bell. Hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Keep up with all your favorite shows in the WWE Podcast Network, including New Day. Feel the power. I have a feeling you're not going to want to miss <laughs> that one with the brand new WWE Champion Big E. You can follow all the podcasts at WWE Podcasts on all social media platforms. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell.